0: Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, Episode 5. And I'm here today to recap NFL Week 11. Some very exciting games over the weekend, especially last night. The Bucks and the Rams going down to the wire. Rams come out on top. We're going to get into that as well. And there are a couple big NBA signs that I'm just going to get off the bat because I want to make this a primarily uh, NFL episode. Two huge extensions. Brandon Ingram extended with the Pelicans for five years, $158 million. And then Bam Adebayo extended by the Heat five years, $163 million. That can get up to $105.6 million, kind of like the Darren Fox extension. And that's really important because now apparently, uh, according to Brian Windhorst, Uh, The Heat do not have enough money to sign Giannis next year to a max extension. That was their whole dilemma with Bam Adebayo, but they lock him up for five more years. So it'll be interesting to monitor what happens with Giannis. And maybe that was a sign that the Heat uh, was not sure if Giannis would come to Miami. So they just want to lock up their rising star center, who is already a star. But nevertheless, we've had a lot of NBA. Let's now get into some NFL. NFL. My New York Giants were on a bye week, so nothing really to discuss there. We have Cincinnati this week, and I'm going to start with Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, number one pick in last year's draft. Tears his ACL, MCL, and other structural uh, parts in his knee. He is done for the year. And what a shame this is. Joe Burrow is having a very good rookie season. I hate to say it, but I, I'm not surprised. This offensive line stinks. They are horrible. Joe Burrow seemed like every week was getting rocked by a defensive lineman, whether he was running for a first down or dropping back in the pocket. So the Bengals did not handle his situation very well. No running game whatsoever. You have Joe Mixon out. Giovanni Bernard isn't necessarily a—he's a, more of a receiving back. Rather than like a up the up the middle type of back. You have him dropping back 40, 50, one time, even 60 times a game. Horrible offensive line, no protection. And then one bad hit by Jonathan Allen and the Washington football team. And he is gone. Your future, the face of your franchise, is gone because you couldn't protect him. That goes on the Cincinnati Bengals. That's on the ownership. That's on the GM, that's on the coach for not doing a good enough job of protecting your number one pick. And there's another star player gone to an ACL. That's enough with the Bengals, though. That was really the only news there. I'll run through the scores of Week 11. So there, the Washington football team won 20-9. They improved to 3-7. and seven. Carolina Panthers P.J. Walker, former XFL star, wins twenty to nothing against the Detroit Lions. P.J. Walker had a pretty good game: twenty-four of thirty-four, two hundred and fifty-eight yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. However, but that was a really cool story to see XFL to NFL. He gets the job done for Carolina. Taysom Hill. His first career start with the New Orleans Saints. 30 years old. Seems like he hasn't thrown more than 50 passes passes in his career. But he also gets the job done very efficient. 18 of 23. 233 yards. He also ran for 51 yards and 2 touchdowns. So that was a really cool sight to see. Glad to see that uh, Taysom Hill finally gets some shine. He's been a very good gadget player for the Saints. Whether he's helping on special teams, blocking punts, playing tight end, QB runs. But we finally saw him throw the football. Now his deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders wasn't great. Obviously it was like a a moon ball. But he was throwing some good passes to Michael Thomas. I I think the Saints could go somewhere with this. Whether it's depending on Drew Brees' health the rest of the season and when he retires. Because it seems like this is the end of the road for Drew Brees. Saints might not need drop to drop a quarterback based off of what we saw last week. However, it is against the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan got sacked eight times. This team is just lost right now. Their identity is gone. They're in the rebuilding phase, but the Saints remain one of the top, if not the top team in the NFC. Pittsburgh Steelers stay undefeated. They are 10-0. They beat down the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was like a bye week. They forced four interceptions by quarterback Jake Lutton. And the Steelers are rolling. Big Ben's playing well. Their running game got going a little bit. James Conner had 89 rushing yards. But that defense. They face Baltimore on Thursday night. That'll be a very good game. Round two, let's see if Lamar Jackson can get some revenge on those Steelers. The Houston Texans gonna win. They beat the New England Patriots 27-20. They improved to 3-7. Deshaun Watson, 344 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown. What a star he is. Spectacular player. Just such a shame that he's stuck in Houston. And Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. And David Johnson seemingly trading a dollar in for two dimes if you guys can understand that analogy, but what I'm saying is they traded Hopkins for nothing. Poor Deshaun Watson got rid of his best target that he will ever have in his career for nothing, essentially. Next, the Cleveland Browns improved to seven and three with a great defensive showing against the Philadelphia Eagles. 22-17. Nick Chubb ran for 114 yards. And man, Carson Wentz looked bad. He had that pick six to, I don't know if he got hit or if he just made a bad throw. But it was it was talky-talky on the pick six for the Browns. But Wentz looks terrible. And they're now 3-6-1. They are only a half game ahead in the NFC East. That's going to be a very interesting race to see who is the best of the worst. In the worst division in football we have ever seen. And lastly for the 1 o'clock games, the Tennessee Titans beat the Baltimore Ravens in a rematch of the AFC Divisional Round last year. 30-24, again in overtime. Derrick Henry with a walk-off 29-yard rushing touchdown. This Tennessee team is physical. They run hard. Did lose to the Colts last week. But this is a good bounce-back win. And now, all of a sudden, Baltimore is out of the playoff picture. They're 6-4. and four. They're only in the hunt. Their offense looks a bit stagnant. Lamar Jackson only threw for 186 yards. Des Bryant caught his first pass since 2017. But this team really needs to get back to their offensive firepower ways. Because these aren't the Baltimore Ravens we saw last year. I believe they're 1-4 in four in the last five games. They need to figure something out, especially offensively. So now we're going to go to the afternoon games, starting with the Dallas Cowboys beating the Minnesota Vikings 31-28. Hate to say it, Cowboys won a game. They haven't won in over a month, but they are now in the chase for the NFC East. Next game, Broncos beating the Dolphins 20-13. Tua sacked six times. Got benched in the fourth quarter for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic almost led him back. Got him in the red zone, third and eight. Looking for Devontae Parker in the end zone, but Justin Simmons saves the day for the Broncos to make it Fitz tragic. Coach Brian Flores, after the game, did say that Tua will get a starting job back. He took him out based off of his performance, and felt that Fitzpatrick gave him the better shot to win that game. It's hard to see him pull Tua like that, seeing Tua play the way he is playing. He's not hes not playing terrible. In that game, he wasn't great. But he's just not playing up to the level that Joe Burrow was and Justin Herbert is. Speaking of Justin Herbert, Chargers beat the Jets 34-28. 366 yards, three touchdowns to Justin Herbert. 37 of 49. I mean, you can just give this guy Rookie of the Year right now. He is phenomenal. Keenan Allen, 16 catches, 145 yards and a touchdown on 19 targets. Keenan Allen, I've always loved Keenan Allen. He's been a bit injury prone uh, before this year. He's actually been pretty healthy now. But such an underrated wide receiver. He's a great first target for Justin Herbert. And I know the Chargers don't know how to win a close game. But if they can figure that out, this team will be on the come-up next year. And then the primetime game in the afternoon. As long as I'm not missing any games, which I don't believe I am, looking at the schedule. The Green Bay Packers blow a 14-point halftime lead against the Indianapolis Colts. In my opinion on this game, I'm going to go in-depth on this game, the Chiefs, and the Buccaneers. That Colts defense is legit. Very good on special teams. You got the rookie kicker Blankenship out of Georgia kicking four field goals. He was phenomenal. Defense made life very difficult for Aaron Rodgers in that second half. Phillip Rivers threw for three touchdowns. This Colts team is really good and really well-rounded. Jonathan Taylor's running the ball well. This kid, Michael Pittman Jr., is uh, coming out to be their number one wide receiver. Again, this is a really good Colts team. But how do you blow this if you're the Packers? You come out 28 points in the first half, three in the second half. No halftime adjustments at all by Matt LaFleur. And this is a trend that I'm seeing a lot with the Packers. And it's frustrating because Aaron Rodgers is too good for this. No halftime adjustments, defensively or offensively. What worked in the first half in the NFL most likely will not work in the second half. Do you know why? Because defenses against Aaron Rodgers will make adjustments. Their running game is very bad right now. Aaron Jones can't seem to get much going. Devontae Adams... Needs some help a little bit. You have Valdez-Scantling getting the fumble, but he had the deep reception. Alan Lazard is back. I think he's a really nice wide receiver too. But man, you can't blow that lead if you're the Packers. You need to get the the top seed. So that that was really hard to see for the Packers. Because Aaron Rodgers, time is running out for him. He's got... A crew on offense but their defense so middle of the road you can't stop philip rivers i know he's philip rivers is a hall of fame quarterback but it's his first year on the colts i just don't see how green bay can make it all the way because all of a sudden they're going to have one of these games where they just shut down for a half it happens all it happened last year against san francisco In the NFC Championship, first half, that game was over before halftime. They just seem checked out sometimes. So Matt LaFleur needs to get his crew together. They need a rebound for next week because you've got the New Orleans Saints to worry about. You've got the Rams and the Seahawks and the Cardinals to worry about. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Green Bay bounces back next week. Stay tuned. I'll get into the Sunday night game. Chiefs versus Raiders. It was a good one. All right, welcome back everyone to 125 Unfiltered. Continuing with our NFL Week 11 recap. Headed to the Sunday night game, Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Mahomes does it again, 35 to 31 game-winning drive with about a buck 40 left. Mahomes magic strikes again, avoiding the season sweep against the Raiders, throwing a what was about like a 27-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. He is so good. It's amazing the type of throws he can make. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Tyreek Hill is so dynamic. And it is very hard to stop Patrick Mahomes. But I have to admit, the Raiders played them tough both times this season. They won the first matchup. They played them really tough this time. That is a young secondary. And they held up for, for the most part. You're not going to hold Mahomes to less than 20 points in a game. That's very difficult to do. But their offense, I believe, has the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. You run the ball really hard, and that's a physical offensive line. You got Josh Jacobs back. They're a really good runner. You can give him a lot of carries. And Derek Carr. Derek Carr's having a really good season. I really like Derek Carr when he had the MVP run in 2016 until he broke his leg against the Indianapolis Colts, but he might be playing better this year. He threw for 275 yards, three touchdowns. He had the pick at the end, but he was just trying to create something out of nothing because there was not enough time left for him to go down and get a touchdown, but he was phenomenal. Threw that really good pass to Jason Witten to get the uh, for the go-ahead score before Mahomes obviously did his thing. And he had, some, he had his fullback drop a couple passes. He had Aguilar drop a pass. So his receivers didn't help him out all that much. But Derek Carr, he is really playing well this season. And I want to give him props because I've always liked Derek Carr. I've always believed in him. And there were questions to whether John Gruden wanted Carr to be his guy. And I think we have that answer. But this Chiefs team, everyone, they are not invincible. On offense, they are. You're not stopping them. They're going to score above 30. But you can beat them in a shootout. And here's how you do it. You have to do what the Raiders do. you got to run the football. If you can prioritize running the football, here's there are two things you do. Number one, you're tiring that defensive line to set up for play action and passing later in the game. All those run carries, they stack up. And number two, Patrick Mahomes is not on the field. You run the ball, if you control the time of possession, you keep Mahomes on the sideline. That's a recipe for success. If you guys remember when the Patriots beat the Chiefs two years ago in the AFC Championship, how did the Chiefs lose that game? On a coin toss, where Patrick Mahomes did not see the field one time in overtime because the Patriots went down on offense against the Chiefs defense, which which at that time wasn't very good. Scored a touchdown, ended the game, didn't give Mahomes a chance. That's what you have to do now. You have to minimize the amount of chances that you give to Patrick Mahomes to torture your defense. Control the time of possession, run the football. And when you have those good possessions, you better capitalize. You can the margin of error to beat the Chiefs is so slim. But I think the Raiders are a team to look out for in the playoffs if they see each other a third time. Because again, the Raiders play them tough. And I like that. John Green is doing a phenomenal job. But yeah, the Chiefs are not invincible. But they are 9-1. and one. They did come out with the victory. Mahomes did his thing. And we're going to end this episode with the Bucks and the Rams. Last night, Monday Night Football. Tom Brady struggling in yet another primetime game. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, about 209 passing yards. He had a touchdown to Evans and Godwin. But this, for the Buccaneers, it's a bit confusing. Bruce Arians with Jameis Winston chucked the ball deep. He took chances. That's partially why Winston threw as many interceptions as he did. That was not Tom Brady's game in New England. Aside from the year when he had Randy Moss one of the best receivers in NFL history. He threw intermediate passes, short passes. He had guys like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. He did not sling the ball down the field like he is right now. And now we are qu- now we have to question, are these schemes not working for Brady? This is not his style of football, it seems. And that's why I, f- I feel you have to put more accountability on the coaching staff than Tom Brady. He's 43 years old. He's going to miss some throws but you have to help him out. Him throwing the ball 48 times a game, you only ran for 42 yards. Get Ronald Jones, get Leonard Fournette the ball on the ground. Set up your run game, please. Last week against the Panthers, Jones ran for 192 yards. Good things happen when the Buccaneers run the ball, but for some reason they shy away from that. In terms of the Rams, Jared Goff, 376 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He seems to be a bit of a liability, but yet, uh, but he still had a good game. The duo of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They were phenomenal. Devontae Adams tweeting last night that Cup is the most underrated receiver in the league. Some, I think everyone would have to agree with that. He is amazing. 11 catches, 145 yards. Robert Woods had 12 catches for 130 yards with one touchdown. And that Rams defense was dangerous. You have Aaron Donald in that defensive line pressuring Brady all night. Jalen Ramsey sticking to Mike Evans like glue. Evans did get a touchdown. But Jalen Ramsey in that secondary is really good. And they're really physical. Keep an eye on the Rams. This team is a dark horse. They're not the Packers or the Saints or the Seahawks or even the Cardinals that are more flashy they play hard on defense. You've got an offensive genius in Sean McVay. So keep an eye on the Rams heading into the playoffs because they are 7-3. And, and they might if they go back to the Super Bowl, it will be their second time in three years. None of us would be surprised because we saw their potential last night. And that's going to cl- conclude this episode of 125 Unfiltered. Stay tuned for tomorrow where I'll start getting into some of the Thanksgiving games and if there's any more NBA news. Thank you for listening once again, and have a good day or have a good night.